Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, that you call us in your presence to be with you this morning. To draw from you and to drink from you again, we come. We empty ourselves, our cup completely of all that we are full of. Especially our pride, our ego, the wickedness that is in us, our sinfulness. We empty out all our achievements, all our successes as well, lest they become reasons for our downfall, for our pride, Lord. Every crown that we wear on our head that people clap for, we surrender it at your feet this morning, Father. And we give you honor, we give you praise, we give you thanks. We come in homage, knowing that we enter your gates with thanksgiving in our heart. And when we call on your name, then you pay attention to us. You fill us with your peace and your joy, Lord. And that same peace and joy we share this morning with all those that are part of this prayer meeting, this praying family. We share it with all those for whom prayers have been raised at this altar by your people. We share it with all those that do not know you, all those that do not want to know you, all those that have never known you, and all those that have no one to pray for them and are struggling under the pressure of all kinds of battles in their lives. We offer our faith, Lord, to stand in that gap so that as you use that faith and touch their lives, let there be transformation, let there be renewal, let there be miracles. In the name of Jesus. With that same faith, Lord, we call on your name this day. The name of our maker, our creator, the great I am. The one who has made a way of holiness for us. The one who makes the parched land a pool of water and the thirsty land springs of water. The one who transforms everyone that has fallen in the pit when he calls on us and when he quickens us. The ancient of days. The God who has loved us with an everlasting love, we call on that God, our Father. And we pray in the name of Jesus, your Son, the one who gave of his everything for us to restore that relationship with the Father to the very last drop of his blood. And that blood that has won all victories for us now becomes our greatest strength. We pray in the name of the Lion of Judah, the Lord, our redemption, our rock, our refuge, the author and the finisher of our faith and our destiny. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit of the living God, the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of victory. That same spirit of the creator who has made his tabernacle within us and now gives life to our mortal body, empowers our ministry. It is he who reveals the deep and secret things of the father. It is he who brings that light to our life. It is he who makes it all real to us. It is through him that the Father pours out all grace upon mankind. We thank you, Father, for that grace, for your mercy that you renew for us every morning. We thank you that you are able to do everything and exceed our thoughts and our imaginations as well. In every circumstance. 
you work for the good of those who love you and whom you have called according to your purpose. And we thank you that you bless us with your word, your spirit and the gift of prayer where we can authorize you to step in on our behalf. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with angels, with destiny, help us. We thank you for today, Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us remember that every single morning that you have made it, you pour your graces into us and you invite us to come speak over our day, over our morning. It is you who tell us that life and death is in the power of our tongue. And we remember that and we speak in the name of Jesus. Knowing that that word then when we speak, which is part of your will as expressly written in your word, and we use that to command our morning, our day, our week, our month ahead. Then heaven and earth shall pass, but that word shall never pass until it is fulfilled. We thank you, Father. As we make our reflection and our prayer this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make, as well as every person part of this meeting and as part of every family that is part of this prayer group. We cover each of these by the precious blood of Jesus. We draw that bloodline around each of their homes, their assets, their finances, their jobs, their businesses, their ministries, and every aspect of their life. We declare that as the hedge, our protection, our barricade in the spirit. That every force of wickedness that comes against it and towards it be judged by the fire of heaven. In the name of Jesus. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your holy and perfect will, Lord. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism and any kind of natural disasters. I command that angelic protection in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord, we proclaim the power in your word. As written in Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. That says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is our word that goes out of our mouths this day. We declare that it will not return to us empty, but will fulfill and accomplish what we desire when we and achieve the purpose for which we send it. And we send it in faith in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In the last four days, we have reflected on why Satan attacks the believer and why God allows it. Today, we go back to the question where we started. The question God asked Satan in the book of Job. Have you considered my servant Job? You can put your name there. As God is preparing you, he puts your name in that same question. And then Satan answered the Lord. Now let's look at what happened with Job. Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for nothing? If you'd like to reference it, it's Job chapter 1, verse 8 onwards. Have you not put a hedge of protection around him and his house and all that he has on every side? 
Wow, what a protection to have around him, his house, and all that he has on every side, everything covered. We'd like that protection. Further, Satan said, you have blessed the work of his hands. And the Amplified Version says, and conferred prosperity and happiness upon him. How many people can confidently say today, I am prosperous and I am happy? Both. I have everything I need and I am happy. It is a very difficult statement in today's life. A lot of people have one or the other. Satan further said, now this is again verse 10. And his possessions have increased in the land. What a blessing to have. And if we can see what Job did. But let's continue here. Verse 11. Satan now said to God, but put forth your hand now and touch. And destroy all that he has. And he will surely curse you to your face. So this was the challenge that Satan was putting to God. And God said, let's see what happens. But what I'd like to focus on today is that hedge of protection, that happiness on all sides, that increase in his land around him around his family, around everything he has on every side, it said. Also the blessing of the work of his hand and his possessions. So he was prosperous and successful at whatever he did. And if you would like to see that prosperity, it was specifically mentioned in verse 3, where he talked about numbers of numbers of herds that he had, his belongings. And Satan couldn't even touch him. He had everything in the world that he would want and Satan couldn't even touch him. See verse 10 there. I'd like to have that kind of prosperity and protection. And that is what Jesus calls abundance. Abundance in all your belongings in the physical life and yet standing in the right stand, in righteousness with God and having abundance in the spiritual life as well. This is what 3 John 1, 2 talks about. When he says, I beloved, I pray that you prosper in the physical, even as your soul, which is your spirit, prospers in the spiritual. But for us to have that, we must be prepared to do what Job did. So let's reflect a little on that. And to start with, I'd like to say that it means we must work on ourselves. Most of the time we spend our time working on others. But this is not about anyone else. It is not about finding faults in others and saying, I am righteous. That's, that's pride. It's more about finding out where the gaps in our own persona are. How do we plug that? So that's our first takeaway. If we are to achieve that and do what Job did, we need to work on ourselves. It is an important foundation for any kind of spiritual warfare. When we speak of armor, when we speak of our weapons, it all is about self or personal development based on the word. Training in the spirit school. Now let's start by looking at verse 8. 
it says job was a perfect blameless and an upright man there was none like him in the earth he was one who fears god with reverence and abstains from and turns away from evil because he honors god and then job chapter 2 verse 3 repeats the same and it says he is one who holds fast to his integrity when circumstances changed he didn't change his relationship with god he didn't change his spoken word as long as things are going good most of us would say thank you god but the day hardships hit we start to question we start to comment and that's exactly what satan said that he said to god take away everything he has he will curse you to your face he knows it are we doing that in our lives or are we like job saying naked i was born i came with nothing and i shall go with nothing let the name of my god be praised see the end of chapter 1 what is our standing in all kinds of circumstances what is our standing with god we probably be saying to him you don't even care about me anymore probably even turn away from him as well the question here is that all we is that all that we have to do with god is our relationship with him only worth or only connected with the benefit that we receive from him or is it the person of god irrespective and independent of the circumstance that we are in what is the object of our relationship to so when you start working on yourself that is the first question each of us need to ask so that is our second relationship our second lesson this part of this now first is recognizing that we need to work on ourselves second is assess our relationship with god where are we at that relationship where do we stand and we start working on it irrespective of circumstance the third one is job feared god was it says he feared god he abstained from evil and he held on to his integrity now that description points to deuteronomy chapter 28 verses 1 to 14 he was a person who obeyed those instructions and so blessings chased him now if we look at joshua 1 verse 8 and compare his success and his prosperity then we could deduce that he was most likely one who meditated on the word and did what it says because that's what Joshua 1:8 says when you do that then you shall make your way prosperous and you shall have good success and job had both i hope you are connecting this to the nine points that we reflected on yesterday what can you do in circumstances when satan attacks or to fight back if you have missed yesterday's session please go back and listen to it again 
So relationship with God, focus on the word and obeying God's instructions. What else? What about the hedge? How does that hedge get erected? For that, the important thing is to remember that it is God's kingdom. And that kingdom has rules. And how God's government and justice works is what we need to bear in mind. When a person breaks the rules, it is not much different from our modern day governments. When a person breaks rules, they are nabbed and they have to undergo punishment. Or they have to pay a fine as prescribed by the rules. Now, if the matter is disputed and ends up in a court of law, then there will be a public prosecutor who accuses the person. Here we already have Satan, the accuser. And there may be a defendant, which is the person who is saying, I didn't do anything wrong. Or if he is guilty, then it depends on whether he will engage his advocate. Now, God has made a provision for us there as well. But in this case, Satan's job is to accuse the believer who has broken the rule because he knows that God is a just judge and justice must be served. It is a government of systems. God will not bend his system for a person that has made a mistake. Satan knows that well. He is also aware that God has given provisions for advantage of the one that is accused. But he knows that the believers, not all of them necessarily know that system of advantage. And so when they stand accused and do not have anyone to defend them, then they are struggling. So the same is true about those rules, his government that backs it. Everyone that is obeying those rules. When they obey his rules, just like any modern day government protects and, and safeguards their law-abiding citizens, so does his government as well. It is committed to protecting everyone that abides by those rules. That protection of the law-abiding citizen is, in God's kingdom, is the hedge of protection. As long as they are doing everything that is right, Satan cannot touch them. Satan cannot accuse such a person who has not broken God's law. And that is what Job was doing. That is where he said to God about Job, have you not put a hedge around him that I can't even touch him? Because he is protected by God's government. So when you abide by God's law as prescribed in his Bible, when you obey his instructions, as seen in Joshua 1.8 and then the instructions that he spoke of in Deuteronomy 28.1-14. Then that hedge of protection is automatically erected around you. There is nothing Satan can do about it. So when we are talking about this series that we just concluded about why and how Satan attacks and what can you do about it? Are you seeing how you can build your immunity to that attack? That is what the Bible is all about. When we look at Romans 12, 2, it says, renew your mind and be transformed. Change those ways that were leading you to be accused to now becoming immune by doing what is right, by doing what the Spirit says. 
In short, God is just giving us that instruction to safeguard us and say, if you do all of this, then there is nothing the enemy can do about you. More importantly, I will throw in blessings as well. They will chase you and overtake you. That is what Deuteronomy 28 is all about. We shall stop here and continue on this series tomorrow. But I hope that is opening our eyes to look at what that hedge of protection is, and how it was erected around Job, how we can do well to erect it around us. The important thing is it is not erected by God. It is not something someone else can place around you. It is your own actions and your alignment with God's laws, with his word that erects that hedge around you. So if we want the kind of prosperity that Job has or had, then we need to do what he did. To reflect back on it, I'd like us to go back again in your personal place of prayer in your time. Look at Job 1 verse 8, which describes what Job did. Job 1 verse 8 and then Job 2 verse 3. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for that discernment, for that understanding, and then your revelation to come through into our hearts. To know your ways. To have an understanding of how your systems and your kingdom works. So that when we work with that understanding, then there is nothing the enemy can do to harm. I ask for that wisdom and that revelation be poured upon each one that is part of this prayer group, Lord. So that when we fight back with our prayer saying it is written, we don't just speak it, but we have that hedge around us. I ask for that edification in the name of Jesus. Let it fall on each of these lives, Lord. Let there be renewal. Let there be transformation and let there be abundance chasing every single one of them. As we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling sickness and disease. Those that are hospitalized will undergo any kind of procedures this day. All families that are battling any kind of division or separation. All those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives. Every attack by Satan to keep your people prayerless and powerless, Lord. To keep them away from you. We come against it by the blood of Jesus. And we raise up in our personal place of prayer everyone that we are aware of and are praying for that is going through all such kind of challenges. We pray also for all our family and our friends, especially those that are not yet saved. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. When we release our prayer and our faith, making it our prayer of agreement in the spirit under an open heaven, we, <clears throat> we know in our hearts that that prayer is an answered prayer. We believe that we have received it, Lord. 
And your word says it shall be ours. Encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift to release your tongue and your faith, ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shonda <laughs> Kiamba <laughs> 
Yamba <laughs> Mara safara jala rasto tote katala dadilia njere delere chesta tetea. Enandorosko to balares Kiri <laughs> Number of us guessed the Terecastesiata, a brandilia rajera stolor then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to promise. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a few scriptures that have been shared in the chat. 
The first one is from Jeremiah chapter 17, verses 9 and 10, quoted from the NRSV CI, where it is written, The heart is devious above all, above all else. It is perverse. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, test the mind and search the heart to give to all according to their ways, according to the fruit of their doings. Second one that we have in the chat is from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 8 and 9, where it says, We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. Third scripture is from John chapter 10, verses 17 and 18. Where it is written, the father loves me because I sacrificed my life so I may take it back again. No one can take my life from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily. For I have the authority to lay it down when I want and also to take it up again. But this is what my father has commanded. And then our next one is from 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, quoted from the NIV, where it says, The one who does what is sinful is of the devil, because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these reflections as well as Brother Savio's reflections that he posts on our Telegram group and all our social media channels, including Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram, you can use any of these platforms to share them with your family and friends, and especially to the one that God puts on your heart that you need to minister to today. Make sure you share it with them. Also, a reminder about our topic for this Friday. It is a continuation in our series, on the powerful series on the power of praying in tongues, where we will learn about the language of the recreated man, why speak in other tongues, and the New Testament experience. Please share that message and what testimonies you have heard and seen, as well as personally experienced with others. Invite them to come and experience the same as well. That gift is available to everyone. Make sure you're inviting them and let them receive of it. We shall post links for people to join on Zoom and YouTube on all our platforms today. Under the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us, boldly going out. In the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful Tuesday, everyone. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone. Thank you, Russell.